Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, gamers? You are watching Kind of Funny Games Daily for November 11th, 2021. I only briefly forgot what day it is because I am packing, so time is meaningless to me. I am Tamor Hussein, and joining me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Tim Gettys. Very excited for you, moving out, fresh start. Yeah. You know, unpacking is the game of, the, of last week, at the very least, so exactly. I feel like you're kind of on trend here. And I'm moving closer to you lot. I'm gonna be around. So next, now, I mean, we have we had our we had our first like proper cinema visit. Our theater I got to visit touch movie. you. Yeah, it was it was genuinely. I didn't show it in that moment, but when I went home, I had a little cry. I was like, "Fine, I got to touch some friends." But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was, it was so funny. We went and uh, Gia and Chastity saw each other, and Chastity was saying hi, and Gia didn't even recognize her because the yeah. mask, and it has just been <laughs> so long, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh my." god like they know each other so well it's just yeah. so funny like you just don't see someone for a long time and just like a mask can just throw you off the wild thing was like um that was the i think the first time i've seen kevin in person oh it'd man been, like it'd been Powerful. at least a year and a half to two years since i'd seen barrett and like yeah. it was it was wild like i think we and andy as well we we yeah. hung out like a couple of weeks i think uh at mm. a uh, potential trivia night uh, before the like pandemic like really hit here and we had to start uh, staying inside and all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. been since like since like January or February of 2020. That was a nice surprise because I, I when Tim was like, all right, like who's coming to Eternals? And I was like, yeah, I, I want to come. Like I thought it was just going to be the regular like KF crew and mm. then to like yeah see you to see Chastity to see Imran. Like that was like holy yeah. shit. This is I'm so glad I came here barely even for the movie but mainly <laughs> for to see the homies again. That was awesome. And hopefully I'm wrong be... about this, Tam, but mm -hmm. I feel like, correct me if I'm just totally off base here, I think I've only ever been in person with you twice this time, and the first time I met you, which was also at the same theater, <laughs> I don't was remember it? what we were watching. What were we watching? Yeah. I, I, I just saw remember. you, and I was just like, oh, you're Tam, right? Like, that, like yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. knew you from Games Daily, like, from us reading your stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I can't, I think it was that cinema. I think we might have been in the same vicinity during an E3 where you were on the GameSpot stage. Oh, but absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, But yeah. I don't think, like, we acknowledged each other. It yeah, would have been like, exactly. you were on stage, I was, like, you're on, on another stage. The or whatever also on another stage or something like that yeah but I love you know it. life is changing yeah we're, we're even a way yeah it brought us we together found a way. It brought us together. yeah mm -hmm. of course as always i like to start uh the kind of funny games dailies that i'm on with a little history lesson so let's roll through some november 11 birthdays fictional birthday bond james bond Ooh. born november 11th other birthdays stanley tucci demi tucci. moore the tooch demi moore Callista Flockhart. Stanley Tucci featured in not one, but two Transformers movies as completely unrelated characters. Mm. One of them, Merlin. Wasn't he also in a DC movie? 
or am I mistaking he's, it for someone he's else? He's in uh, Captain America. He's the scientist. Oh, he's in who Captain makes, America. Uh, Captain America. He's great okay. in that movie. God damn! Yeah. What, a, yeah. what a good movie. Uh, also, the Japanese release date for the PlayStation Three. Eleven, eleven. You yeah. love to see it. Um, in 1968, Veterans Day was changed to the fourth Monday in October by President LBJ. Is that Lyndon Bain Johnson? Is that right? Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. And then it was changed back to November 11th in 1975 by President Gerald Ford. We'll have a uh, uh, Veterans Day related plug later on, but please be excited. Now you know the history of it. And uh, it um, looks like no DC movie for the Tooch. Oh, Yet. sad. Yes. Get him in there. Get him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1851, the first US patent, patent number eight. 8,509. I don't know how it's the first one, and they were like 8,509. That's wrong. For a telescope design was issued to uh, Alvin Clark of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Here's the thing, Um, Tam. It makes a lot of sense to me because every once in a while when working with sponsors uh, mm -hmm. and they ask for like an invoice thing, especially in our early days, it's kind of funny. uh, I'd put our invoice number at like 67 just because I was like, yeah, I want yeah. it to look like we've done it before. <laughs> and done loads. Like, oh, yeah, no, we know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very smart. Uh, in 1994, Bill Gates bought Leonardo da Vinci's Codex Lester for 30, $30.8 million, I think that is. It was an insightful overview of da Vinci's thoughts on a variety of topics and also was the most expensive book or manuscript of all time. Bill Gates is just holding on to that shit. That's wild. Wow. wow. Um, in 2006, the number one hit uh, for November 11th to December the 1st, 2006, was Justin Timberlake featuring T.I., my love. What an era um, for JT what an era. and for yeah. T.I. Oh. And for T.I. And then, so of good. course, in 2011, it was a launch. Thank you for whoever added this. Um, You're welcome. Uh, uh, Barrett, uh, it was a launch for a little indie game called Skirim. Is that right? Skirim. Skirim? Skirim? Skirim, yeah. Skirim? I, think, I think the emphasis is on the rim part. Okay. Skirim. Skirim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, for some reason, somehow we're still playing that game right now to this you day. Know, it's still getting released. It's funny because like, you know, obviously this game has been ported 10 bazillion times, but like there are very few games. I've been at over, I think, 10 officially threes I've been at. I've covered at this point 12, I think. And uh, there have been in that entire time only three or four games that were the kind of like, hey, everyone, stop what you're doing. You need to go check this out. Like, you need to get the appointment yeah. to get the behind closed doors look at this game. Skyrim, Cyberpunk, uh, Titanfall 1. And I, I think those are the three that I put in, like, that category. And then I think underneath yeah. that, like, there was a fervor around Rainbow Six um, Siege as well. Oh, Siege. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was, like, a big surprise for people. But uh, it wasn't on the, quite the same level as the, the other three I named. Uh, I, I have a, a, a viral tweet related to Skyrim, which, in which I was on a GameSpot stage holding a big sign that says no more Skyrim on it. <laughs> so if I'm you sure search my no name and Skyrim. That. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I got real shit. The funny thing that happened was someone took, instead of like screenshotting the picture of it, someone like got a monitor 
and then took a picture of like a top down of it so it makes my head look really big and my arms look really small and they put it. it on reddit with this guy skipped arm day and i was like <laughs> fuck they got me <laughs> i love it i love it uh but there it is and obviously that's come round the amount of times that uh the game has been released that that uh tweet has come round as well okay. as just as okay. many times and i love it thank you to the internet Today's stories include stream or stream Steam Deck delays. Damn, still getting me. A ninja is for enjo- joining Fortnite, but let me tell you, this is a good ninja. This one plays knows how to play games with women. Um, and we'll also talk about what's in store for the Game Awards and plenty more, because of course this is kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday at ten a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the news, the nerdy news that you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong at kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong and if you don't want to watch live you can watch it later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunny and roosterteeth.com or listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily and obviously remember you can use the epic creator code kind of funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases. You know you're playing Rocket League. You know, you know you're playing Fortnite. Just chuck that code in there and you will help support us and support the channel. To be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze tiered members or above get to write in and silver tier members or above get the show ad free along with the patron exclusive post show. Housekeeping. I mean, goddamn one time let it be a bad game of sweeping. The games cast for Elden Ring is live right now. It features resident from software expert, kind of funny's biggest from software expert, me. I'm yeah, taking baby. it. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah. Oh, well deserved. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, up and comer mm-hmm. Andy Cortez, your um, apprentice. The Apprentice, Andy Cortez. Andy, I need, Andy I need on me. somebody to do some fan art of Tim <laughs> as the master and Andy as the Apprentice learning from software. <laughs> Andy's there. Andy's. I've been watching Andy play through Sekiro. My man is popping off in a way that is uh, very, very like exciting to me, and I'm proud. Um, and obviously, Young Bless is there as well, uh, the Bloodborne and Sekiro fan. I love that we have a crew. Uh, and we talk about Elden Ring, both, both Andy and I played it, and uh, Bless grills us about the experience, so you get loads of information there. And then there's also a really, really good 30-minute video that Andy put together of kind of like a Let's Play style uh, experience, and it is well worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. I watched it, um, and it was a good time. And today, you can also look forward to the Call to Arms live stream. This is a 10-hour stream on Veterans Day, which is today, that features some awesome content creators raising funds for StackUp. And StackUp has a mission of using gaming to end veteran suicide, which I'm sure you agree is a very important cause. It will be live on their Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash stackup.org. That's twitch.tv forward slash stackup.org. And this starts... I'm oh, sorry, or, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv for it's like Stack Up Org starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Um, yeah, Stack, Stack Up is fantastic. They've been homies for a very long time. Uh, Dave Krause actually is the, the director of all this stuff, and he's been on Games Daily before. Amazing causes and stuff. Go support him for sure. Yeah, and if you want to get involved with that, uh, you can visit uh, stackup.org and check out how to help there. Um, yeah, as Tim said, well, well worth your time. 
thank you to our Patreon producers, which are Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we are brought to you by Shin Megami Tensei 5. Credit comma, Raycon, and Arcane. But we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We've got five stories today. A baker's dozen. Thank you, Barrett. That's powerful. First things first. Spider-Man trailer is out for Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Um, it looks cool. Tim, what'd you make of it? It's cool. I mean, you know, it's a tough thing where it's like, this is kind of the, the bare minimum of what you'd expect for this. There's no gameplay. There's no real info. I don't know who's voicing him. Seems mm. fun. This trailer was a, a fun two-minute watch. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, you know, it's Avengers. And, uh, you know, seeing the, the bad guys they're fighting and, like, a lot of the tone stuff, it's Avengers. But a couple cute, fun moments in the trailer. I recommend watching it at the very least. Yeah, it is. there's a lot of fun moments. I think the suit is really cool. I like that it looks like a mixture between like animated series and comic book and MCU. Yep. Um, I think the the tricky thing is like we're always going to compare it to Insomniac stuff and the movie stuff. There's like there's a chunkiness to his movements that I've looked at and I was like, wow, you did that flip, but you didn't do that flip. You kind of <laughs> you did that flip in the way that I would do that flip. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my god, that's so funny. I don't want to go on too long about this, but uh, the uh, tomorrow's Disney or Friday is Disney Plus Day, and to celebrate that, one of the things they're doing is adding the IMAX versions to all of the MCU movies that have IMAX footage. So there's 13 of them on Disney Plus, and they actually released them early, so they released mm-hmm. them this morning. So you can go check that out if you have Disney Plus. So I spent my morning flipping through some of the iconic scenes, and uh, I watched the entire uh, airport scene from Civil uh, War. Ooh. And God, just seeing the way Spidey moves, the way he talks, like the way he like kicks up and flips and all that. It's yeah. like I watched that and then I watched this trailer. So you are absolutely spot on, Tam. <laughs> like yeah. there is like a chunkiness to the movement. Yeah, there's 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 clearly now good Spider-Man, and then there's Toby Maguire, and this is where we're at now. Oh, uh, don't Anyways, do this, Tam. Um... Don't do that. <laughs> First story comes from the world's best video game website, number one, GameSpot.com, on which Steve Watts writes, The Steam Deck has been delayed to February 2022. Steam Deck, the Switch-like portable PC from Valve, has been delayed. Citing shortages caused by the global supply chain issues, the company has issued a statement saying that it will now start shipping in February 2022. With the new ship date, everyone in the queue will be moved back by two months from their original estimate. If your Steam Deck was estimated for January 2022, it will now be estimated to ship in March. In this statement, Valve apologized for the delay and promised to keep users updated going forward. Steam Deck was announced earlier this year, promising a handheld-like experience that uses the Steam interface to play your PC games. The device starts out $400, but scales up to $650 for the highest storage and some extra hardware features. Valve took pre-orders with a $5 deposit with plans to charge the full purchase price once shipments uh, begin going out. Since then, Valve has been showing off games that work with the Steam Deck, as well as warning against tinkering with it too much. Um, yeah, you can read the full statement, but it is basically like, we are very sorry. It's delayed by two months. We are so sorry. We'll make sure to talk to you more um, about it going forward. Um, how do you feel about delay? Do you have one pre-ordered? Are you interested in getting one? 
I do not have one pre-ordered. I infamously said I will never get one of these things because they're, they're not for me. And I, I have not ate my words quite yet. I mean, I wouldn't be able to eat them if I wanted to. Um, but I, I have had this weird desire to play very specific games portably in my bed that I can't currently do. So it's like, it, am I going to fucking buy this thing to emulate old ass shit? No, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. So please, guys, hold me to this. If someone gives me one of these Tim. things, fine. But Tim. I ain't asking for it. Tim, I ain't asking come anyone. Side. Come to the dark side. Just do it. What's, what's the just, dark side? Just do it. The just, Steam Deck people? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm fine, dude. Did you all did you all see uh also I slacked you the play date has also been delayed as well to oh, early 2022. No. Oh, Just you hate to see of that. Other hardware delays. Yeah. A battery tragedy is what is cited for that one, which I think is a way better way to explain it. Like don't don't do boring stuff like oh, it's chip shortages. Say something like bandits have run away with chips. Something like that. Yeah, you know something more saying? fun. Something yeah, more I mean, fun. Well, here's the thing. I'm already like in this state of constant delay with the analog pocket that I can't wait for. And it just keeps getting pushed and keeps getting pushed and keeps getting pushed. So I'm like, I don't need more things to, to delay yeah. and disappoint me. Uh, but I'm, ex- I'm very, very, very excited for the Steam Deck to hit. I hope that it's incredible. I hope that it is like everything that people want it to be. And I can't wait to see other people like review it and really kind of dive into all the things you can do with it. Because I love portable gaming and I, I love tech. So I want yeah. this to succeed. Yeah, I, I have one uh pre-ordered i think i pre-ordered the expensive one which i'm now thinking was probably a foolish decision um and i was excited to it it's just a shame that uh mongoose attacked uh gabe newell and now it's been delayed you hate to see it mm-hmm. next story it's one close to my heart everyone but also one very far from my heart because it involves fortnite naruto is coming to fortnite yes believe it Date Bayo, a ninja, the ninja we've all been finally waiting for, finally joins uh, Fortnite. Now, this story uh, was posted on Twitter yesterday, so it's not from a specific website. I just made that shit up and put it in the document, you know. Naruto is coming to Fortnite on the 16th of November 2021. The official Fortnite Twitter account posted an image, as we saw earlier, that had the Fortnite cross Naruto Shippuden logos on it, along with Believe It! Uh, on which, which, as you know, if you watch the uh, dub, is his uh, catchphrase instead of date bayo uh, in Japanese. On October 26th, data miners found a new NPC codenamed Headband K is set to come to the island soon and will act as a boss character. This is pulling from GameSpot.com, uh, written by Mark Delaney. Even dropping an explosive kunai when defeated. Um, in the Naruto anime and manga, the hero uses a kunai regularly, and of course, he's known to wear his signature headband too. I mean, most characters do. Data miner Hypex discovered these and a few more clues regarding the forthcoming arrival of Naruto to Fortnite, including a nearly one-to-one creative asset meant to look like his favorite dish, a bowl of ramen, specifically Ichiraku ramen which is his specific favorite ramen. Um, I am very excited about this. Tim, how do you feel, one, about this character coming, and two, about Naruto in whole? This is going to be an evangelizing session for Naruto. Let's go. Yeah, I, I have no real opinion on Naruto as a whole. In high school, 
uh, there was this girl I had a crush on and she was really into it. And there was this anime club and she was like, Tim, you should come. They're doing the screening of episode one. And I came and I watched it. And after it, I was like, I don't think I have a crush on you anymore. Like, it's all good. But like, oh, no, wait, me. Wow. <laughs> he on. hated Naruto. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We need to that. clarify it. I, well, I want to clarify it. What, 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 Tim, what, what do you want me to clarify? Firstly, here? I'm going to say I love the fact that this is the second episode with us in a row where you've revealed that you've done something wild to impress a girl <laughs> last oh, week I mean, ra- no, that, this was like, ra- this was literally just a, yeah. an invite we were we were friends and like it was yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, secondly was- the clarification i want is was it watching naruto that put you off no, it wasn't. The Honestly, I, I kind of enjoyed okay. the episode. I thought it was like pretty fun. Uh, it was just like more just the the group. I, okay. I was like the environment of this anime <laughs> club. I was like, this ain't these aren't my people. And like, there's, I'm not hating on these people. And at the end of the day, look at my people here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. this specific group. Uh, I was like, ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> was were, were any of them wearing headbands? There were a lot of headbands. Okay, okay. a lot Hell of headbands. Yeah. This is important. <laughs> yeah. Did you see any of them? running with their arms behind their backs so i i think it was too early for that that okay, i think okay, came okay, later okay, okay. <laughs> but i can guarantee you that those people i'm talking about right now to this day do that they do that to they, they're running for the bus that's how they do it tim is anti-weeb com, uh, confirmed i, I would also that. like to know that those people you made the right decision in abandoning those people but i also like in the spirit of truth i have both worn a headband and run with my arms behind my back I respect um, you for that. Look, like here's you know my what? thing. I'm not talking about those people as a whole. I'm talking about <laughs> those specific people in Lowell High School, class of 2007, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon you should check it out because at least watch it up to the end of, like, the Rock Lee versus Gara fight because that is the most inspiring shit you will ever see in your life. Like, that stuff is, like, incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited to see Naruto coming to uh, uh, Fortnite. I don't play a lot of Fortnite anymore. Um, I was like a, the main coverage guy for Fortnite for a really long time. And then one day I went, wait, I can delegate this stuff. Why am I doing this myself? So I got other people to do it. And uh, from that point on, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. But I love the idea of the character coming to this. Um, it looks like the specifically, let's get nerdy for a bit. This is Shippuden. So it's time skip Naruto, um, which means he may have some of his like uh, Ninetales abilities intact. Damn. If he's showing up as a boss and he can use QB stuff, that could be really cool. I love the idea if they if they go big with it in the same way that they do uh, their, their kind of like events. Um, and they, you know, use Ninetales Chakra and that kind of stuff. It could be really, really, really cool. Um, it looks like it's just Naruto for right now, but um, I imagine they have skins. I hope that there's some, like, other characters that show up because I want Lee more than anyone else. But um, I'm excited either way. I may have to just Will Rock install... Lee get Tam to play? Bro, if Rock Lee is in there, I will play it. And if you want me to play with you, I will 100% play with will play with you guys i, you I mean like i know immediately who would love to play naruto fortnite with you tam and that is one kevin coelho 100%. yes i'm i am a hundred percent let things. me let me unlock the the gates with lee and 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 we're in business unstoppable unstoppable drop the weights unlock the gates let me in um he's a cool on. dude He's a cool dude. When I was See, here's the thing about Rock Lee, Tim, just real quickly. Rock Please. Lee 
exists in a world. So everyone in this world has ninja abilities, special abilities. Rock Lee is incapable of doing any of that stuff. He's the muggle. He's a muggle. And then he, through sheer force of will and training, becomes the best taijutsu user in that universe. He's like unstoppable. And he's like, oh, he's so good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> see, here's the thing. I don't ever want to watch Naruto again in my life. But what I do want is I want Tam to just tell me the whole story. Yes, because I feel like you'll make it even better. It's so uh, you good. can use you can sh- give me visuals. I don't want to hear it though. You have to Bro, do all the voices. There's a point where he gets accidentally he tries to drink some medicine and accidentally drinks uh, some alcohol, and because of the effect it has on him, him being a martial artist, it, it unlocks drunken fist style for him. Shut the fuck up! That Come is on. awesome. Come on! <laughs> Incredible scenes. Anyways, yeah. let's, let's I love go. It. I, I love that. I love that he's coming to, to Fortnite. This is great. Fortnite continues to just be this insane crossover, and yeah. I don't know why people hate on this because I think it's really damn cool, and I love that there is no consistency in the who, what, when, why because we got Marvel characters, we got DC characters, we got Ariana Grande, and we got Naruto. And it's all totally cool because they make it work and they have a, a art style that fits all those things. And I think that is the damn key. Shout out to you, Fortnite. Shout out to you, Fortnite. Fortnite, probably a game we're going to be seeing at the Game Awards because, as the next story says, written on uh, by Eddie McCooch on the second best video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com. The Game Awards 2021 will have 40 to 50 games. That is a wild amount of games. This year's Game Awards event will not only celebrate 2021's games, but will serve as a news event where games will be announced and shown off. Organizer Jeff Keighley says in a new interview published on the Epic Games website that 40 to 50 games will appear at the event in some way or another. The number of new game announcements, meanwhile, will be in the double digits. Keeley gave no indication or tease about the specific games to be shown, but he said many of them will be titles releasing in 2022 and 2023. He added that some of these games will appear at the Game Awards, will provide a better look at what the PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S are capable of. Here's a quote from Young Jeff, who says, I still feel like we've only kind of sort of touched the surface of what's possible on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I think you'll see some of the stuff in this show that is truly pretty stunning. We'll see footage of games that will remind people that the best of the industry is still to come. Keely teased that the Game Awards might eventually evolve to further embrace the metaverse, whereby people can watch the show inside games like Fortnite and Core. Keely guessed by 2026, more people will be watching a show like the Game Awards from inside a virtual world as opposed to consuming it via traditional means through a standard video feed. And here is the most important bit. This is where Jeff Keighley becomes base Jeff Keighley. Okay? While Keeley is keen on the metaverse, the Game Awards will not do anything with NFTs. Quote, we are not doing any NFT stuff, said Jeff Keeley. Absolutely based. Jeff Keeley, you are based. Jeff um, is man, man of the people when it comes to this type of stuff. He's trying yeah. to build the Game Awards to, to be this shining beacon, this place that everyone can join on one stage. He's done an incredible job for mm-hmm. a decade, and it's only gotten better, in my opinion. I think that it is far from flawless. Um, this news of 40 to 50 games doesn't excite me because this kind of seems par for the course, and it also means 10 to 20 
five of these games are going to be advertisement marketing spots. But guess what? That pays the bills. That allows this show to happen. And that allows the big megaton announcements to, to have something. And like, I think that there is a balance that will be found. We're still in a probably, I would say, he's saying by 2026, more people are going to be watching in the in a virtual world from real world. I think that's an exaggeration. I do think that by 2026, the game awards are going to be tight as hell. Awesome. And less filler stuff and more just tight. Here we go. I, I still worry that this is going to be too long. That's been one of the biggest issues with the game awards is it is like a three hour long show at uh, some years and really tighter can be better. We just watched the thunderful uh, indie stream, thunderful world that they did yesterday. And it was fucking incredible. Granted, smaller scale, one publisher, it's just indie games, but it was 22 minutes and it was just banger after banger top to bottom. And I want to see that eventually on a huge triple a scale, all the way down to indies, all the way down to uh, games that aren't just, you know, from the traditional uh, America or Japan, but game awards has really kind of been pushing a lot of the Chinese games and a lot of the really kind of interesting things that uh, we wouldn't necessarily expect from traditional gaming coverage. So I love what the game awards are are trying to do. I love what the game awards have done and I have nothing but faith that they're only going to get better. Yeah. I think, I think like the, the, the production team, Jeff are still finding the balance on like um, how long to go and where to put the announcements and pacing wise, but all the content is always top notch. Um, the production value is always top notch. And I think it serves the industry really, really well to have something like this in, in, in existence. Cause no one is doing it like Jeff, like no one's putting it, putting in the effort and it clearly shows that he cares. Obviously this, the kind of like, um, sponsorship stuff always creeps its way in, but it's a necessary part of this to. kind of experience. It has to. And the only reason it can go as big as it is right now is because of those. So although we all poke fun and have our laughs, ultimately I'm of the opinion that I'm glad Jeff is doing this stuff and I'm glad he's able to throw this stuff together. So the idea of seeing 40 to 50 games is incredibly exciting to me. Um, is terrifying as someone who will have to cover it and sure the same is goes for you folks as well but you know it's an exciting thing to look forward to in the next couple months you know definitely Um, i love it yeah every year it's a blast every year there's there's always some fun to be had there's so many memes there's so many great announcements exciting things like it's I, i i love that we are a month away from this thing and like i don't really know what to expect from this year and it's a again a weird year because of delays and the situation the world's in but i'm expecting we're gonna get some fun stuff from from everybody you know Mm -hmm. like i think that uh it wouldn't be a shock to see a huge announcement from xbox sony and nintendo for sure we've got a couple of more news stories but before we get to those let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Arcane, a Netflix original series from the creators of League of Legends. Arcane is a nine-episode, three-part series that follows the story of two young girls, Vi and Powder, born in the undercity beneath Pilt Over. Their eagerness to prove themselves will set in motion a series of events that will take the relationship to its breaking point and transform them forever. This is going to be the animation event of the year, and you can catch champions we know and love like never before, and their story will all intertwine in this action-packed series. Whether you're a longtime league player or brand new to Runeterra, Arcane is a great way to get to know the vast world and origins of iconic characters of League of Legends. Uh, dive into the stories behind one of the most played games of all time. Every once in a while, I think about that and it blows my mind. Uh, discover the secrets of Pelt Over and its Undercity and prepare for the epic battle that is only just beginning. 
Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. Next up, shout out to Credit Karma. Is it time for a big change? If you're thinking about home renovations or finally paying down those old credit card bills, Credit Karma can help find a loan that works for you. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized just for you. It's totally free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side with easy to compare estimated terms to make sure you get the best deal. And once you've got a loan, Credit Karma will help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. If you're ready to apply, you should head over to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Next up, shout out to Shin Megami Tensei 5. It's the newest installment in the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You play as a high school student who is suddenly transported from modern day Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. Granted a cursed power to save his life, the protagonist becomes a new being, neither human nor demon, uh, Nahobino. So there you go. Explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm known as Da'at, filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark. Your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them, then fuse them to create demons customized to your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out now. Now you can check out the digital deluxe and standard editions on the Nintendo eShop or by clicking in the link in the description. And finally, shout out to Raycon. It's never too early to start holiday shopping, especially not when you can save big on a gift that they'll use every day, like the Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, my brother's been using these. He's been training for his marathon and he's been jamming with the Raycons. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening easily and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is just as good as a bunch of the other premium brands, but at half the price. Uh, their new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. Pure, more balanced mode, and base mode. And with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, you can't lose. Go to buyraycon.com KFGD today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available only for a limited time and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com KFGD to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com KFGD. Story number four for today comes by way of Jez Corden at Windows Central, and that is a couple of new Xbox exclusives have been leaked. That is Project Midnight from Compulsion and Pentiment from Obsidian. Details on two unannounced Xbox Game Studios exclusive have seemingly leaked. Compulsion joined Microsoft near the start of their content acquisition spree. The firm is known primarily for We Happy Few, which despite some gameplay problems, delivered big in art direction department. It's true. Compulsion's first outing as part of Xbox Game Studio is currently codenamed Midnight. This upcoming title is supposedly a third-person action game set in a dark and fantastical world. Some of the game's early concept art can be seen out in the wild. So if you want to check that out, make sure you go and have a look out at Windows Central. Um, and they represent the game's protagonist alongside warped harpy-like humanoids that appear to descend through various iterations of mutation. 
Um, Midnight is described as a coming of age tale drawing upon inspirations from America's Deep South. Um, the game features magic and large fantastical beasts with a strong southern gothic vibe which i'm not sure what that means but um there it is the game is wholly single player as an experience with what has been described as a strong story um no info on launch timing of midnight yet but you're look likely looking at the next couple of years for an official reveal and perhaps even a full launch although it could come later depending on compulsion's growth and ambitions for the title the second game was revealed by Jeff Grubb on his premium Giant Bomb show, Grub Snacks. Subscribe to Giant Bomb now. Uh, Obsidian's indie-style effort is emerging from a small team led by Josh Sawyer, famed for his leadership on what is arguably the best Fallout game, Fallout New Vegas. Those were from uh, Jez Corden, but I echo his sentiment. As well as his personal fave, Pillars of Eternity, another good game. The new project is being called Pentiment, which refers to an underlying image in a painting, especially one that has become visible when the top layer of paint has turned transparent with age, according to the dictionary. That is a, a very uh, interesting concept there. Okay. The naming convention hints at the game's premise by which you act as an investigator in 16th century Europe, uncovering the mis mystery uh, and truth behind a grisly murder. Uh, Jeff Grubb mentioned that Pentiment takes cues from the likes of Disco Elysium and the branching narrative designs Josh Sawyer is known for. You'll be able to investigate and make accusations against the characters in-game, which then could lead to a cascading consequence effect if you're wrong. It will be dialogue heavy with decisions to make and response options to choose from. And these will shape your experience as you unwrap the murder conspiracy before you. Pentiment is being built by a small team of around 12 people and is more of a narrative RPG adventure than something combat-oriented. Um, and then there are assets that are floating out in the world as well that you can check out as well. And it's exploring experimental gameplay elements, although they may ultimately not make it into the final release. Um, and then Grub also said that uh, Pentiment is gunning for a 2022 launch. Tim, how do you feel about those two games? Any of them pique your interest? I mean, Compulsion's really interesting. I really enjoyed the game that uh, they launched on the PS4 with, uh, mm. and I really like that style. And I think that this is a perfect kind of place for Xbox Game Studios to be of, you know, really kind of having a wide breadth of types of content uh, that they're going to be releasing on all of the different platforms, of course, including Game Pass. So, yeah, this sounds interesting. I like that they're talking about uh, the second one kind of being a smaller thing, not combat-focused. Like, it, there's uh, definitely not a lack of big combat focused rpgs coming to xbox from xbox game studios in the next couple of mm. years uh, across all the different studios so imagining uh this being something a little bit different uh, a little bit smaller i think is cool I, I really like the idea of the first parties working on smaller games as well i think that that yeah. uh is is something that we we every once in a while get but i think it is it it kind of went by the wayside for a while uh and it's always fun like even like looking at somebody like nintendo I, I really wish that they would put out just kind of smaller titles that are made by some of their uh kind of top tier teams more often and i think that mm -hmm. uh because of things like game pass it does kind of incentivize uh the 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 leadership over there to kind of think differently about the types of games they make and not only make one thing because they're able to kind of turn a profit in a different way on different experiences 
Yeah, I, I like. I'm gonna pull from a uh, mail that was sent in by a nanobiologist who said, uh, "After an exciting couple of days that seemed to continue with the reveal of two games in a work called named Midnight and Pentiment, uh, one being com- coming out coming of age story inspired by America's Deep South, and the latter being 16th century murder mystery. What expectations do you both have for uh, these games? With both being made by small teams, do you expect Obsidian to pull off what's a really interesting concept that sounds like a rival to Forgotten City and Disco Elysium in depth when it sounds like it's a small team like Grounded? And what about a compulsion handling a very deep topic when we haven't seen too much from them regarding grand and deep worlds besides We Happy Few? When do you expect we will actually see these? being played so the thing that i want to kind of like take away from that is i'm super super happy that having acquired these studios microsoft is doing what they said when they mentioned we want to give people we want to give these studios that we're acquiring a safety net to do the things that they really want to do do the explore the interesting things i was thinking about this the other day and um the other day yesterday even I was thinking about it specifically within the context of first-person shooters, looking at Vanguard and the new Battlefield being out. And I don't remember a time when a f- interesting new concept for a first-person shooter was out there. Like the closest that I can think of right now is like Splitgate. Um, and then before that, it was like Titanfall to me. And And then I started kind of like having that cascading effect where I was like, no one's there's not a lot of really big risks or interesting ideas being taken in the you know AAA game space right now and i was thinking about why that was and it is that situation where you know people can't take risks on that on that level like you can't spend that much money and put that much time and effort and marketing into it and not do something that's close to a sure shot and the thing about Game Pass and the Xbox acquisitions that's really exciting is you can do that. That's that's what Microsoft have done. They've created the framework for developers to take big swings and have the backing of a, a Microsoft behind them, an Xbox behind them, but also do concepts that are uh, unusual or just weird. Like, you know, this action game with the, like the Deep South kind of like inspiration sounds really wild and 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 very strange and then like investigation elements and and you know the whole painting thing like between these two concepts i can at least look at them and be like that sounds like i can't immediately think about another game that it sounds exactly like they specifically mention you know disco elysium and and that kind of stuff but i can't picture what those games are going to be like and that's exciting to me so i'm i'm super super happy that microsoft is um is kind of like uh, living up to their word and being like yeah we acquired these studios now we're just going to empower them to make weird cool stuff that they want to make um and then you know even if they are smaller projects or bigger projects that's an exciting prospect for a lot of the studios that are coming into the microsoft family and for gamers as a whole whether you're xbox or just general um so good on them all yeah, totally. I do think that uh, to counter kind of what you're saying about the no new ideas, I, I think that when it comes to the AAA stuff, like there is this level of language education that is required of like like mm. teaching gamers to understand how to play a certain type of game because a lot of these games are very complicated, like even yeah. for uh, like hardcore gamers, like people that like play a lot of things. And I think that as kind of new systems are are introduced that just kind of become standardized over time, like I, I I know that for years we've said Ubisoft games, but at this point it's kind of silly because it's just 
video games, right? Like any AAA video game has some type of tower element, has some type of like checklist to do and all that. But I feel like they're now shifting to, okay, but how do we actually like make that good at just a fundamental element of these games? Same thing happened to RPG systems in, in uh, the generation prior to that, or even like more than that. Um, but things like the ping system in uh, Apex that kind of like now is an expected thing to be in uh, those type of multiplayer games. I think that once you have that basic language down that's when you can kind of add more on top of it and that's when mm. i think you get things like death loop that are kind of like we're gonna uh, use all the tools in the book that we've kind of perfected and we're gonna add more on top of that to make it a unique special experience maybe not the whole thing being unique and special but the hook and core of it is what makes it unique and special and it reminds me a lot of uh like the the movies that i enjoy most like the marvel type things where because we understand how these superhero movies work and because there is a similarity between them all it allows them to have kind of wackier like the multiverse and shit and people understand what's going on because we learned the language and i i think it's cool mm. that we're hitting a point with a lot of the AAA games that they are learning from each other we were talking about this a little bit yesterday like even in the accessibility way where I, I truly imagine that in a couple of years, it is just going to be standard for AAA games to have some set of menu items that are for accessibility reasons. And that will trickle down across everything else when people realize, oh, that's the standard. That's what we should be having. And it, I think that that is the type of like game changing that is happening that is slow, but it is turning the ship. So it might not feel like there's all these yeah. unique ideas, but a, uni a unique idea, the best ones, are the ones that should be copied. <laughs> but then yeah. that allows new unique ideas to be made. So it is kind of a double-edged sword there. But yeah. um, I agree that at the end of the day, it's cool that we're now in a place that we're going to get more than ever of all of it. More big AAA copycat games that might do something a little different, but then also smaller titles or small big titles like a Disco Elysium that are truly like nothing we've really seen before. Yeah, and, and this is like one of those situations where like the the idea of big games is constant, like big games, um, n you know, striking uh, or, or reaching out for more exciting ideas is is becoming more more uh, uh, relevant and is becoming more frequent. And we we still excitingly we still have indie games doing like really cool things, and there's a trickle down effect on that. And now that we see games like uh, these two kind of adopting that indie mentality, I think that it's going to prove to be super, super beneficial for games as a whole when we get so many different uh, new ideas happening on so many different levels. So, yeah, at the very least, like speaking to Nano's question, I think that they can pull this off. I think that they can try. And I think that it's a necessary thing, regardless of if they fail or succeed, at the very least, them doing something with it is going to be good for the industry as a whole. As a whole. Like, I'm intrigued to check these games out now based on the small amount we know i'm like they are now on my radar more than anything like if they announced a new call of duty right now i'd be like okay um but like this is something that now is on my radar so it's exciting cool. uh, yeah speak me. speaking of call of duty our next story um uh it is for call of duty vanguard which um leaks have hinted at um indiana jones and captain america coming why not to the game why not where Captain the fuck America, is naruto where is naruto why what here's the thing right if mm -hmm. you can put naruto in in um into fortnite he can go anywhere yeah if he's Those good enough rules. for them he can go anywhere naruto's um, uh you know role in you know the world war ii era uh you know history is very important yeah. and i think we need to acknowledge that 
Imagine at least World War Rock II. Lee. Yeah, get Rock Lee in there. Maybe chuck in like I don't know, Gara. Gara could do some shit with some sand. I think. Oh, that, that's the that's the the man with the the like the the creepy sand behind him. And you can, yeah, you can manipulate it. yeah. He's a creepy boy. Imagine if your World War II story had a giant demon fox with nine tails running around. That's that's the World War II I'm interested in. Um, anyway, the story comes by way of Ray Gilliam at uh, Polygon. Um, that whole Naruto rant was me stalling so I could get the source up because um, I forgot uh, who it was, I forgot to type it in. Uh, Captain America and Indiana Jones have three things in common, says Ray, and he's right. They hate Nazis. They're owned by Disney. And they both might be coming to Call of Duty Vanguard. Let's go. Mm-hmm. According to unconfirmed references to the characters in the game's files, data miners say they have discovered in-game mentions and artwork that suggests that cameos for both Disney heroes could be making their way to the latest Call of Duty game, possibly in their own event. Call of Duty creator Modern NAS HD uh, posted apparent references to Captain America and Indiana Jones sets recovered uh, discovered in vanguard as well as artwork of captain america's player card um the two pieces of artwork that um were posted are are fan creations though so the ones that you've probably seen floating about now aren't real ones but they do exist in the game Mm. files and then vgc uh, reported that it had seen additional artwork claimed to have been pulled from vanguard's game files including player cards featuring indie and cap and other leakers have also hinted at Captain America and Indiana Jones tie-ins for the latest Call of Duty game. Um, both of them still unconfirmed. Uh, it wouldn't be a huge stretch, says Ray, for Call of Duty Vanguards. Both are period-appropriate, battling through World War II in their own stories. Second, this will be the strangest crossover we've seen from Call of Duty. Um, wouldn't be. Not only have we seen R-rated action heroes like John McClane from Die Hard and John Rambo, but Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko and Jigsaw from Saw have also shown up in Call of Duty games. Why not? Um, yeah, why not? Still, Disney characters, primarily Marvel superheroes, have mostly appeared in cartoonish, less violent forms in Fortnite, and one has to wonder how much of the family-friendly company wants to be associated with the realistic violence of Call of Duty. It's also possible that Captain America and Indy themselves won't appear in Call of Duty Vanguard, but their iconic weapons, the round shield and whip respectively, and gear could instead be included in the game. We've already talked about how it doesn't make any uh, any sense, but um, why not? Everyone's I mean, it's doing video, it. Like, that's the thing. is like It doesn't make any sense at this point. doesn't make sense to say. Mm-hmm. It makes as much sense as anything else. Like They've been doing this forever. They introduced zombies a decade ago, and it's only gotten weirder since. So this is not a surprise at all. If it ends up happening in any way they just described, it'd be like, cool, it's another Tuesday. The weird thing about Call of Duty for me and these kind of things doing it now is like, I maybe I'm thinking too hard about it, but like I always feel like it undermines the story of the whole thing. Like I, I see like, oh, we're telling a World War II story and we've got these like characters and we've spent a lot of time writing this story and making it really heartfelt and emotional and connection. Also, Indiana Jones is here and um also captain america's here and i'm like the kind of tonal whiplash that comes from these games now having these is like weird like and it makes sense in fortnite now because fortnite is a massive joke thing where it's like anyone can be here it's the smash brothers of shooters like it doesn't really matter but in call of duty i'm just like what's going on what's happening here i think the weapons and the skins make more sense but even then 
If there's a moment in Call of Duty where a soldier throws a shield and then it returns to him, I'm going to be like, what's going on there? That's <laughs> like, oh, what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, I think that stuff's kind of fun because like, it's not the main story. Like it is going to mm. be like some weird yeah, side, like Elseworld shit, which is like, yeah, fine, cool. But I mean, this, it, I think it makes more sense for the Warzone type gameplay yeah. modes necessarily that, uh, than the like single player stuff. But I don't know. Like it, this is weird, but not unheard of and not that surprising. What, what I would say to Activision is stop pissing about with these characters that no one cares about and get us Simon Phoenix and John Spartan from Demolition Man. It's not that hard. Figure it it would fit in perfectly. Either you do it or EA do it in Battlefield. I don't know why, He's but called I, 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 I thought Dem- you were going to ask for Seinfeld for some fucking reason. <laughs> Seinfeld and Call of Duty, man. Get Seinfeld in there. Get Frazier in there. Get all these weird, weird sitcoms. The way you were were saying up, I was like, this motherfucker's about to say Seinfeld or some weird (laughs) shit. All I'm saying is, like, it makes sense for one of them to do it. I would actually love to see EA do it because he's called the Demolition Man. Simon Phoenix and John Spartan, they destroy stuff. Battlefield has Levolution, the act of destroying stuff. It makes perfect sense. Get a grip, all mm-hmm. of you, and get in there. I think it will be quite some time before the Demolition Man and his foe, Simon Phoenix, are anywhere near any of those games. But if I wanted to know what's coming up more immediately to Mom and Grop's shops today, where would I look, Tim? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today, we have Bright Memory Infinite for the PC. Interesting game. You can read a review of it on GameSpot.com. Six out of ten. Maybe think about it. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, is out now on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, Switch, PC. I cannot wait to get back into Vice City and San Andreas. I'm downloading it right now, and I cannot wait to play, baby. Let's are go. You playing, what are you playing it on? Uh, PS5. Nice. I think yeah. I might try the Switch version. Yeah, I'm trying Switch as well. I'm, I'm so kind of interested in Switch too, yeah, yeah. but yeah, well, we'll see. It got that OLED baby yeah and uh, uh, i feel like they're the perfect games to kind of like it's 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 bedtime you know but you want to play yeah. something it's just like let's just play let's play a couple of missions you do. Yeah. yeah star wars knights of the old republic is also out on switch if you want to check out one of the best star wars games ever created uh the elder scrolls 5 grim anniversary edition is out for ps4 ps5 xbox series xs xbox one pc barrett thank you for that um, I would just like to once again say, no more Skyrim, please. Uh, PUBG New Slate. I don't even know. New State. I don't even know what that is. I assume it's PUBG for iOS and Android. There you go. Um, Breakwaters for PC. Sounds like what happens when you try and hold in your P for too long. Oh, Epic no. Chef, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Uh, Kinga, Seeds of Civilization for PC. Uh, Killer in the Cabin for PC. Mega Aquarium Architects Collection DLC for Aquarium. Mega Aquarium, not just a normal aquarium, a mega aquarium. And then finally, House Builder for PC, because Lord knows you ain't buying a house in this economy, so you better build one on PC. Fake one. Um, 
Also, of course, this week we've partnered once again with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games. From ray tracing, that's right, Raymond Tracing is back at it again, to NVIDIA DLSS, to NVIDIA Reflex. NVIDIA DLSS, if you don't know, is now accelerating performance with uncompromised image quality in over 120 games and apps, with even more being added every month, including today. Bright Memory Infinite. Yes, we just talked about it. It launches on PC today and is enhanced with RTX ray tracing shadows, reflections, caustics, and global illumination, along with performance accelerating NVIDIA DLSS, which boosts performance by up to 2.5 times at 4K with Raymond tracing enabled and reflex and can support system latency of up to 49%. And if you have GeForce RTX graphics cards on your desktop or laptop, you can also enable NVIDIA DLSS in GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, to accelerate your performance by up to 85%. If you've got that right. and can do it, why are you not doing it? Just do it. It makes do perfect it. sense. New dates. Rainbow Six Extraction, the game formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine, unfortunately timed to be promoted during a pandemic, is now coming on January 20th. And it's coming with Buddy Pass, which lets friends play for free, along with full cross-play, cross-save, and cross-progression on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Stadia, as oh, well as Windows PC yes. through Thank Ubisoft you. Store. Stadia is still alive and well, if you didn't know. I just love to hear it, Sam. Cross-play, cross-save, cross-progression. Exactly. Cross-standardize it, baby. Okay, cross let's go everything january 20th uh, uh, a great date for the, that game definitely won't uh be forgotten uh like a week or two later no not not at all i doubt you will even remember it um that was an elder ring reference for everyone uh deals of the day ubisoft sale is happening on green man gaming where you can find multiple assassin's creed titles being discounted watchdogs there's a couple of ghost recon uh titles on there as well if you want to get that and of course if you want to play gta san andreas the new one um the definitive edition and have game pass you can do it for free it's available on there you'd love to see it oh yeah uh, all right let's jump into your wrong and see if there's anything in there oh my goodness there's so much oh i'm, I'm so oh wait no, no no those are from yesterday oh we're looking good we're yeah good, hell we're, yeah we're good we're good we're good we're good we're good frank uh frank b24 LLL, please, what are you doing, Frank? Uh, Jeff Keighley responded to a tweet from IGN saying that it was not 40 to 50 games and to reread the interview. Jeff Keighley corrected the 40 to 50 games quotes, clarifying that his interview only said double digits. Okay, then. There you go, then. Uh, fair enough. Um, the nanobi na nanobiologist says the game Compulsion launched on PS4 was called Contrast. Cool. Yeah, Thank Contrast you. is pretty cool. We appreciate those uh, your wrongs, um, even though they te technically weren't wrong. So, like, um, kind of like clarifications, if you know what I'm saying. So, technically, zero for zero here. We're, zero we're doing for good. zero. Team Let's go, baby. Let's go. Tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Janet. Um, if you are watching live, uh, you wait. What am I saying here? If you want to catch the stream later. <laughs> you can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. After this, you want it. So you're going to get it. It's Metal Gear Solid 5, baby. Four. Stay tuned. Guns oh, and four. Yeah. 
Guns of the Patriots. We, we, we still have a long time before we, we get still to have a long go before we get to five. But when we get there, it's going to be a good ass time. Let me we tell got, you. We got to be four. Mm-hmm. We got to go through Peace Walker. We got to go yep. through Ground Zeroes as well. You need to go to the, yeah. the the Peace Walker Portable Ops Saga is what I like to call Fulton Recovery Gaiden. It's an entire branch of the Metal Gear Solid story designed entirely to get you comfortable with the oh, idea true. of Fulton Recovery. Um, and then you come back to five and you're like, I get it. I understand why this makes sense. Yep. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through all the nerdy news you need to know to validate your life decisions, which have been good. You're a gamer. Believe in yourself and love yes. it. Uh, we have a Patreon post show coming up, so stick around. Uh, that is, of course, for people who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash Kind of Funny Games. Go over there. Chuck some bucks in there if you can. Support mm-hmm. this fine crew and the content that they make. So stick around for the post show. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.